All right, Jamie. Well, it's been a little while since we last chatted here on the podcast. So let's uh, let's catch each other up on what's been going on. Oh, man. I feel like there's a, <laughs> a ton that's happened. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so on all fronts, on school, kids, work, life in yes. general, everything. <laughs> yes, all of the things. All the things. Well, we're, where are we starting? Let's start. Hmm, let's start with with home life and kids. Let's start there. Okay. Well, that's a, that's a loaded thing for me because this week um, our school district had to shut down and go entirely virtual for a week because we had a COVID positive case oh, in our no. transportation department for the whole district. So one. COVID positive case caused over 30 people in our transportation to have to be quarantined. And so we have been like whirlwind home with like four Zoom meetings a day when we normally don't do that. Normally the kids are pretty, um, because we do a hybrid model, so they're home three days anyways and they go to school too. And when they're home, their teachers are teaching on like the other cohort. So uh, we're not in Zooms. Well, now this week, because they're all home, everyone's home, they're like Zooming us to death. (laughs) So we're trying to like hang on. But I did get the notification yesterday that they um, have solved their transportation issue and school is resuming for its um, different cohorts next week. So it's only one week, but this week has felt pretty crazy (laughs) because of that. Oh boy, that's, that's rough. Yeah, it's just it's just so unpredictable, you know. I, I wish that I always knew what next week would look like, but I feel like you know, on Monday we found out that they weren't going back to school on Tuesday, so it was like, ah, <laughs> what are we doing now? Mm. We're making it work. We're making it work. We're catching up. We found out that my fourth grader was missing about half of the work that we didn't know existed in the Google Classroom. So we've been uh, doing a lot of catch up (laughs) in the last couple weeks when we figured it out. Um, And so I feel like that's all we're doing right now. My my son uh, is constantly logged into his computer trying to work in that Google Classroom and catch up. So it's been a little bit I don't have words. It's been a little bit. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So you you were saying before that your husband is working from home and was kind of manning the yes. the virtual school situation. Is that the case right now? For it the is. Most part? Yeah. Yep. It's like completely on him. And then we have a couple of babysitters um, that are grandparents that do Tuesdays and Thursdays. So like my mom has them today. So this morning I'm like last minute trying to help her understand where the links are and how to do all the logging in and, you know, something, something simple like her, their computer's never been on her Wi-Fi. And I have to like explain that to my mom, how to get their computers on my mom's Wi-Fi for the day, you know, and, but I'm, um, I'm out of the house Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So I'm no help those days. Uh, and Dave, my husband is the one that's there logging them in and doing the things. So. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's the name of the game in 2020 is we adapt and we pivot and we drop everything and just change as we need to. Yes. Yep. And the little ones, you know, because we have 
uh, Madeline's in Young Fives, and hers is pretty easy. It's, you know, Zoophonics, and she loves it, and it's on an iPad. And so hers is really easy and fun. But, you know, for my fourth grader, whew, different game. I can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Just the schoolwork alone. Parker's in second grade this year and the schoolwork has definitely gotten more involved and more difficult. So luckily for us, they're in school and it's full time five days a week. So I'm really just helping with homework every night, but I can't imagine having to deal with that at home and having to be... <laughs> the kids being in school every day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, and and I I don't take it for granted. I haven't taken one second of it yeah. for granted since we started back in mid August. But it's it's been it's been good. The school really has a system down. They've got um, things figured out. And honestly, I didn't think we'd still be in school at this point. Yeah. Or I thought you know we'd be completely That's shut true. down for weeks at a time knock on wood, that hasn't been the case. And they've kind of handled things as they've come. I mean, they've had to have students quarantine that have been close contacts with any potential positive cases, but they're so diligent about tracking everything. And um, so it's it's been good. Um, they're happy to be there. Honestly, they haven't been phased by wearing a mask no, all day, every day. Mine neither. They don't they mind. Don't. My son complains only because he wears glasses, and so we have only two specific mm. masks that help with the fogging. So he has to make sure he has those. But I mean, no. They like even get in the car after school, and I'll realize they've gotten all the way home, and they're still wearing their masks. And I'm like, you guys, <laughs> you can hand those to me like when we get in the car, you know? But they're, they just don't even... They just don't even care. They just do it. Oh, I know. Exactly. I posted a an Instagram story the other day where my son was wearing a mask, sitting at home reading a story to Mia Bell before school started. And <laughs> I had probably like six or seven responses from people saying, oh, my kids do that too. They put their masks on way before they have to, mm-hmm. and they keep them on way after they have to. So... It's just become part of the culture for them, yeah. which I guess is it's really sad when you think about it. But and they, like my littlest one, Riley, being three, she doesn't know, or she probably won't even remember that we didn't wear masks. <laughs> you know, I think you That's and I've talked true. about that before, but it's just so weird to yeah. think about. You know, she puts it on. We she doesn't go to school this year. She just has art class on Friday that I take her to. Um, and yep, she just puts her little mask on and we do the thing and come home and <laughs> go to the farmer's market and put our masks on and yeah. Oh boy. Ah, craziness. So I want to know how you're doing personally and how you're kind of coping with, we'll get into the work stuff in mm-hmm. a minute, but just how you're kind of coping with things and, and dealing with these situations as they happen and having kids home and little consistency. So how has that affected yeah, you? You know, I don't feel like anyone's asked me that in a while. <laughs> yeah. Either. I'm like, oh gosh. I mean, I feel like we just push through so much. Sometimes I almost forget to check in with myself, but you know, I think that the tough part right now that we're dealing with that I'm struggling with. And when I talk to my husband and my family is like the upcoming holidays and the changes that we're like looking at as families, you know, we've got a pretty big extended family here, but we haven't seen 
any of them since March. And I feel like I'm a lot of my anxiety right now is around how to see family or if we just can't see family. And I feel like that's probably one of my biggest issues aside from, you know, the working and and the kids having to be home and, you know, the days that I'm home are stressful because we're constantly, you know, pivoting and moving and getting Play-Doh out and logging in and all of that day to day. But I feel like my biggest anxiety is really stemming from like how, how are we going to navigate the upcoming holidays? How are we going to do Halloween? How are we going to do Thanksgiving? How are we going to see my grandparents? Is it safe to see my grandparents? You know, it's just, I think that's where all my, and there's, we don't still don't have the answers. We still can't come to any decisions on these things because everybody has, you know, their own opinions and their own life that they're living. And and it's hard to mesh with people. And I think that's where most of my stress and anxiety kind of comes from right now. Yeah, I would say the exact same. I'm, I'm definitely struggling with more anxiety than usual. And I'm a pretty anxious person just by nature, but since COVID hit, and especially in these last few months, um, the anxiety is definitely heightened, and that's the source of so much of it. Um, my parents are are being very cautious with, I think I mentioned this um, on our last episode, they're being super cautious, and we have spent time with them um, throughout the spring and summer, and then the fall, but you know the weather's been decent, so it's been all outside, and we haven't been inside my parents' house at all. They haven't been inside our house. And so now we're really struggling now that the weather's um, getting colder. We're struggling with how we're going to see each other and how we're going to spend time together, not to mention Thanksgiving and Christmas yeah. coming up. And, you know, we've talked about do we try to do an inside Thanksgiving and all wear our masks and just stay six feet apart? It's, I mean, that's one of the downsides of the kids going back mm-hmm. to school is that that heightens the risk for them spending time with, um, with my parents. So that's, that's been really, yeah. really hard because they both live within walking distance of us and we're used to spending time with them, you know, multiple times during the week. They typically help out with childcare and, you know, that hasn't been able to happen. So that's been a, another stress on us. So, yeah, it's it's really scary. And, and just the fact that, like you said, we don't have answers. We don't have an end date. We're seeing the numbers yeah, go up everywhere. And it, we know it's going to get worse. It's yeah. not going to get better no, before it gets we're worse. we're going to have that so second wave. The un- <laughs> yep. I know. I know. It's coming. And just the unknowns and the, the not knowing when it's going to end is really hard on me mm-hmm. emotionally and mentally. Yeah, it is. It's so in the, and like I had kind of said, every family, you know, like your parents and, you know, my parents and every, you know, grandparents and cousins and their families and everybody has their own, what they want to do is their little tiny little pods. Right. <laughs> and then it's hard to match it up. Cause we're even finding that like me and like one of my siblings like aren't agreeing and then it gets uncomfortable if we're at the same thing and we're out, well, we're outside, but we're still trying to be like, I don't know how close to get to them. Like, can we talk? Like, 
we're, we're, you know, we're trying to be really like respectful of all of it, but it's so, it's so weird. And then having that conversation doesn't come as naturally as you'd like it to, to be able to be like, Hey, like, how are you feeling about this? Because then if your opinions don't match, it's, it's just, Oh, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I know. Well, and we're even dealing with that within our families. So Zach's parents are obviously being very cautious, but they are having the kids come inside and they're, and we're going inside their house. So they're more comfortable with that, Mm -hmm. which, you know, we respect that, but we also respect my parents' decision to not. And, and so it's confusing for the kids, I think too, because, you know, it's like, why can we go inside Grammy and Papa's house, but we can't go inside Mimi's house? Like it's right. just, it's hard to explain the the differences because there is no universal, you know, measure being taken by everybody. So it's, oh, it's rough. We've found that, um, you know, I'm still doing things. I'm probably the one that is the most social, I guess, of people in my, my family of like five. Um, my, cause my husband is just always home and he's more of a homebody anyways, but you know, I am still trying to perform here and there. Performing is a big part of who I am. And so we were doing some performing outside in places that, um, are able to do like social distancing and that, that we feel like we're being safe venues um, you know, so I've been doing that this summer and now we're, you know, it's the going inside. Right. And so we have one place that's huge. Like it's got, it's just massively huge. So the air quality, you know, it, it definitely has uh, good ventilation and the tables are very distanced and their requirements are very, very strict. It's literally the only place that we're, um, going to sing indoors <clears throat> at all. And, uh, but you know it's it's hard cuz then i'm like well i'm causing an opening right and i'm we're trying really hard not to we're <clears throat> we're being very like i said as cautious as we can but also still trying to not like lose a piece of me in it and, and it's hard cuz then it feels it feels selfish it, you know <laughs> oh it's just and everyone has different opinions and someone listening to this might think that I shouldn't be doing that. So I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, we're just being as careful, careful, careful as we can. Um, and having a lot of dialogue with my husband and you know, making sure that we're on the same page. But I'm like dreading the upcoming winter where it's going to get worse and things are going to... I'm not I'm not closing my eyes to it. I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. Yep, it is. It is. It feels just like there's this big cliff that we're heading towards. And, you know, the fact that the election is coming up and there's so much uncertainty with that and with how that's going to affect the coming months. It's all just like this bundle of, (laughs) I don't even know what to call it, but... It's not good. It's not good. Let's just just say that. It's just 2020. It's It's just just, 2020. It keeps on going. I know. One day we'll be able to say hindsight's 2020, but... Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Someday, someday. Well, and then I... And then it hits me at times that like, oh, we're getting towards the end of the year. Like, it's going to be 
Christmas and then New Year's and then 2021. And yeah. is 2021 going to just be a continuation of this? Well, I don't, I can't say it on the podcast, but I we know, all know, what, I know what I'm thinking. I do. <laughs> it's a cluster. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I guess that's a great transition into, <laughs> into what our work life looks like right now. Yes. Oh, you go first, please. Oh, gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, things have not changed a whole lot on the work front um, for me at this point since we last talked. So um, just as a refresher, we reopened in mid-July for in-person services, but we're not doing any classes. We're not doing any groups. We are only doing one-on-one. So we're doing lessons and then we're also doing music therapy sessions. So that's still going. It's going really well. I would say probably about uh, about 70% of our clients are back to in-person, maybe, I don't know, 60 to 70% are in-person. The rest are still virtual. So our instructors and our therapists are kind of having to toggle back and forth between in-person and um, telehealth and uh, virtual lessons. But at this point, we have it down to a science and it's yeah. just, you know, we're going with the flow and it's it's working. Um, we've had a pretty steady, um, as far as our clients and our students go, it's been pretty steady. We definitely have had a decline since March, but we have had new students and new um, clients come in at this um, over the last, I don't know, four or five months. So that's been kind of a surprise to me. Um, it's a great surprise, but it's it's happening. And um, then as far as our contracts go, everything with older adults is still shut down. So we're not doing any virtual or in-person services with our older adult facilities. Our schools are um, kind of half and half. One of our schools is... Um, in person, or it's, I guess it's a hybrid. So they're doing part-time in-person, part-time virtual. So our therapist is there some of the time and then doing virtual services the other days of the week. And then our other big school contract is all still virtual at this point. And so that means recording lots of videos and doing a lot of um, Zoom stuff and so basically what we've been doing for the last many months. And um, obviously that's taken a hit on our income because we are not working the same amount as we typically do. And with not providing classes, in-person classes, that's that's definitely hurt a lot. We are doing, well, I'm doing a monthly virtual class which is kind of a compromise between what I did from March up through the summer, um, which was I did weekly virtual classes. And um, you and I have talked, Jamie, about how exhausting those were. Not not necessarily the actual virtual classes, but just all the work that goes into leading up to the classes. I would record a full-length video for each week's class and... It just involved a lot of emails and a lot of setup and follow up with 
with those each week. So now I'm doing them once a month. So the October one is coming up next week, which it's been fun because I get to put a little bit more time and effort and planning into into it. Um, but I miss in-person classes so much. It's just every time I think about, you know, what I'd be doing at this time last year and all my kiddos who I haven't seen in person for so long and are so big at this point, I probably wouldn't even recognize them. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been hard. Um, and you know, we have people asking like, when are you going to go back in person with classes? I'm interested in coming for classes. And some people are, are comfortable with that at this point for me, just the, the amount of guilt that I would have if something were to happen or if, you know, somebody was to get COVID in a class and it was on my watch. I don't know. That's really what's, what's stopping me from, from doing that. And I don't know what the future holds for classes. Um, but you know, that's, that's my bread and butter. That's what I love to do. And, um, the only in-person classes that I've taught have been with my daughter's preschool and, Um, even then it was just, it was so strange. It was, um, you know, everybody was in a mask. We were outside, we were under a tent that the school has set up for the kids. Um, and it just, you don't get to see their faces. You don't get to see them singing along and it's just not the same. So that's, that's been my biggest struggle on the work front. Um, other than that, you know, I, my team is so, resilient and just so amazing. I mean, I've just been astounded by how they just keep going and they're doing all of this incredible work. Oh, and on top of that, we just started a new intern last week. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So that just kind of throws a whole new element into it. Um, Our intern, Cicely, is wonderful. She came into, you know, the craziest internship year ever and is rolling with the punches. And so we're, we're making it work. Our, our team is adapting and figuring out how to give her the best experience given the circumstances. And so she's getting a lot of training on Zoom and on creating virtual content and videos and editing and recording so I guess that's a plus yeah. because that's that's something definitely that we just have never really had time with our past interns to really, really hone in on and focus on. And I think that's a that's a skill that all interns should have going into um, the professional world. So so she's definitely getting a heavy dose of that. Yeah. Um, but we're going to just kind of see how things go with that. And it, it probably will be a little bit longer than six months. Just given the the shortage of in person right. experiences yeah. we're able to provide to her, but but yeah, we're we're going with it, and we'll we'll just kind of see how it unfolds. Six months from now will be like a year since COVID started. Isn't that, that crazy is, to think about? That is. <laughs> just when you said that, oh. I'm like six months. When would she end? Oh my goodness. Yep. Wow. Uh-huh. Well, I'm glad. I'm yeah. so glad to hear that your office is doing well, that your staff is doing well. Um, it, it has been just such a different. Um, it's just so different. Everything it at is. work, you it know, is. and 
it's it, we're yeah. ju- we're doing the same thing. Like jump in, adjust. You know, fly by the seat of your pants. We're we're going. You know, um, and my staff too. I've I have um, I've had a staffing changes since the last time we talked. Even I feel. Um, I think definitely on the podcast. I know we've texted yeah, a bit, but, um, but yeah, fill us so, in. Yeah. So we pre COVID <laughs> had, uh, we were a staff of five music therapists and one admin person. Um, and then COVID and, and so we did layoffs, um, which you, if you've listened to the other recordings, you would know, um, we did layoffs and I got PPP funds and I brought them back and, um, then after that was exhausted, uh, everyone stayed on, one of them went back on layoff and then two others stayed on, but part-time. And then I have my one full-time and the two part-time girls have both chosen to leave, um, since just, you know, I think it's just COVID <laughs> really, you know, nobody left upset. It just is the way that things kind of shook out. So now, um, actually this week, I'm bringing back my staff who is on layoff. She's going to come back very, very part-time, but we did get a new contract that needs four hours of in-person every week. So she's going to like trickle back into that um, because myself and the other full-time music therapist, Kara, we are swamped. I took on um, way more contact uh, time with clients than I have had (laughs) probably in like six years since I had my daughter, you know, like I haven't had this many contact hours, um, in a very, very long time. Uh, so I do three days, um, almost full days of sessions, um, whether virtual or in person, because we're doing both. Uh, and then my, uh, my therapist, my other therapist who's full-time has the same, like we are just swamped and we are getting new referrals weekly, (laughs) weekly for the last like six or seven weeks, I'm getting new referrals and we're just trying to puzzle piece them into our schedule. Um, so we did resume in person, probably close to the same time you did. Uh, and we have, I would say 50 to 60% of our people chose to come back in person and then the rest are, are still virtual. And some of them I've never met in person we have new clients that are completely virtual that I don't even know if I will ever meet them, which is kind of interesting. Um, but it works really well for certain certain clients. Um, so anyways, we are back. We did make it so our schedules have 15 minutes in between every session, and that's to you know clean the instruments if they were here, clean the waiting area, clean the doors, all that kind of stuff, disinfect, um, or just th- to make that transition to getting logged in because you you know we're constantly you know moving around and and doing moving to the next thing. I do hate that though because I feel like at the end of the day I look back at my day and I'm like I had two hours that I just blew. You know, can't do anything in 15 minutes. I can't hardly you know do a quick documentation, maybe if it's like between two virtual sessions, but I mean, it's just, um, so that, that's kind of frustrating on like how I like to run the business. You know, I like the sessions to just be solid and just, you know, next one's coming in and we're leaving, but now we have to do the screenings at the door and the temperature checks and all that. Um, so right now we don't have more than one client really in the space ever at one time. We do have like virtual sessions obviously happening at the same time. Um, but 
we have resumed a few groups. Um, I feel like maybe the last time we talked, we were getting ready to bring our day program back. It's um, six adults with special needs that desperately have been like begging to come back <laughs> like since it happened. And so we spaced everything out and put tape on the floor and we have... Um, mask requirements and um, social distancing requirements. And we have a space that they can go if they need a mask break. Um, it is a two-hour program, so they are in the space for two hours. Um, and But that one's going really well. They were so happy to be back, just in general, so, so happy to be back. And it, it did feel really good to have them come back in the building. Um, we then next week, so this week right now is the final week of all of my outdoor classes. I did run some outdoor sprouts classes, which are, is our early childhood program. Um, and as long as they were outside and we socially distanced, masks weren't required unless they wanted them. That was kind of how we played that out. And, and everybody, they were great. I had a couple that were family and friends that hired us to like do just their pod of kids too. So all of those though wrapped up this week, which I'm so glad because it was getting really cold. I bet. <laughs> Yesterday morning was the coldest morning that we'd had. It was like 9.15 and we're outside at a park and I'm trying to play the guitar and I'm like, whew, man, it was, it was cold. I saw your um, picture with the winter hat on and I thought, yeah. oh my gosh, your fingers must be frozen. <laughs> oh yeah. The sun was out. Thank goodness. Because otherwise I don't know what I've done. Um, but so all, all of our outdoor classes wrapped up this week and then next week kick off our six week indoor session. We're trying it. Um, they have a max of six kids per class when normally we would have 10 to 12. Um, and only one adult is allowed per family. So if there's two kids, it's not two adults. It's still just one parent to, if they have siblings or whatever. Um, and we, ha I only have three. There are three classes running. I'm doing them all myself. Um, mask wearing is required by all adults, but if the children are not capable of wearing them, we're not going to enforce it because they're like three and under. Mm -hmm. um, and that was part of the thing. Like I made sure it's very, very spelled out that these, this is what we're doing. And we are aligning with um, a dance studio in our area and an art um, uh, studio, I guess, uh, where, we, where they do classes and they do early childhood. And we're kind of all doing the same style where like, you know, the parents have to wear the masks and the kids under the certain age don't and the classes are small. So I kind of watched them do it first. They were they kicked it off in September. And I even have my own daughter. We go to an art class on Fridays. And I kind of wanted to just feel out how it was. And so we're doing that. We're kicking those off. I have three classes. Um, one of them is at six. And the other two are at five kids each right now. Which is, you know, as a business owner, like not a money making. It is not the way to do it. Like you want to have those classes with eight to 10 kids in it, you know, you just do. But um, we had enough people that really wanted them. And I had, we normally would offer classes Monday through Friday uh, morning, always a morning or two time slot. And then a uh, couple days would have evening classes too. And, um, Sorry, my mind just totally was like, I have to call that mom in the evening class. Like, <laughs> I just had this whole, <laughs> this business thought go through my head. Sorry, so I got sidetracked. Um, but anyways, like, so 
from a business owner's perspective, it's not bringing in a lot of money because we'd normally have like 12 classes running with eight to 10 kids in them. And now I'm running three classes for five or six kids. It's, but I'm like, I don't know. I don't want to lose the momentum of the program. I have this fear of, um, if I don't keep putting it out there, the families that are in it that love it, um, we'll keep coming and like still have word of mouth. But I'm like, if this goes on for a couple of years, like what is it going to do? Like they'll all age out. And then it's like kind of starting a fresh program over a little, like, you know? And, and so I, I just am trying to find ways to keep it relevant and to, you know, do what families want uh, as long as we are comfortable with it. Um, and I do, I do feel like, We've got enough precautions in place that, you know, we're just going to go with it. Next week, we have six weeks. But there is a stipulation in there that says we can go virtual at any moment. No refunds. You don't have a choice because, I, you know, we had to make sure that we could give them something um, if for some reason, you know, COVID cases require it or if something happens here. Um, what else? We are in a couple... We have a couple facilities that have brought us either back or brought us on brand new, which is interesting. Um, one is an elder care facility that's brand new that has a grant, and they are just bringing us in. And so <laughs> we're doing that one, um, and we're following all of their you know, requirements and stuff. And it is uh, individual music therapy uh, for some of their residents because they're having so much issues with um, anxiety and isolation. So... Um, we're kind of glad that we're able to figure that out for them. And then we have a adult residential facility for, uh, actually it's children, adolescents, and adults for, with special needs. They live in this um, facility. It's called the St. Louis Center. And um, they brought us back for in-person. Um, but then last week they have a staff that has a positive COVID test. So now we're back to... Uh, not doing anything right now because virtual doesn't really work for that facility. Um, you know, and we're lucky that it was a person in a shift that was not when we were there, but still like that person worked with those groups. So now we're, we're just kind of in like a holding, but we have been, it's creeping around here. Um, we had a, a client um, with a staff that, you know, you just, it's starting to creep in where you're having to put those rules into place. And, you know, I'm getting calls, you know, people that wanted to start coming and then they're like, oh, we can't start this week because my uncle has COVID. And then you're like, well, you can't start next week either because we have a 14 day rule. But we went so long without having any of that touch us. And now like I, I've been getting phone calls here and there and I'm like, oh my gosh, it's just that, that, part of the business owning is stressful. That decision making, that like, here's our hard rules. You know, you've signed all of this paperwork. Here it is again, if you need to see it. Like we've got these very hard rules in place. Um, it's, it's, I keep saying that. It's something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I yeah, knew we were going to come, come to it though with doing anything in person, you know, you just, you're going to eventually, and we are very happy that the places are communicating with us because we also could just have people that don't communicate and I don't, we wouldn't know. Yeah, true. Well, you guys are hustling. I mean, I know how hard you've been working since this all hit and I'm just so happy for you that things have been able to 
keep going. And the fact that you're still getting all of those new referrals is amazing. That's it's crazy. Yeah. And they're like coming from everywhere. You know, people, <laughs> I think that there's no, there's no other things, right? There's yeah. no soccer and there's no, you know, cause there, we always have families that are wanting to start, um, but their schedules are so crazy because they have lots of kids and lots of sports and lots of, and now there's not lots of everything. So I think they're like, oh, we can, we can do this. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. It's actually interesting. Several of our students are adults who, you know, have always wanted to play an instrument or who just now have the time to commit to, to doing something like that. And, yeah. um, so that's been kind of fun to see, to have, you know, people come in that, um, you know, just want to try something new. And actually I have taken on several students. I haven't, I haven't worked directly with clients in several years outside yeah. of my classes, but without doing classes, you know, I thought, well, I want to take a little bit of the, the load off of my team. So it's actually been really nice to have a reason to go into the studio and to be there and to work one-on-one with people. So that's been kind of a nice change and, and I have missed it. I didn't realize I did, but once I got back in there and, and started working with people again, I was like, oh yeah, I, I remember yeah. how to do this. this is, <laughs> I know this is really I had fun. like, I had a pretty hard rule where I was not taking any new clients. Like the only clients that I was seeing were ones that had been with me for a very long time. Mm-hmm. It was a hard rule. It was, <laughs> and now I've started all these new, new clients and I'm doing all these assessments and, um, you know, and I, I like, just telling my employee the other day, I'm like, I'm getting, like, I have favorite new ones. Like, you don't say <laughs> that, right? We don't have favorites. But, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm so glad I got to meet this person. Like, this, we're going to have, like, really amazing sessions. And I can't wait to see where this goes with this person. And um, I didn't realize, like, how much I... I don't know, that I would miss that or that, yeah. you know, cause I was, I had that hard rule, like, nope, I don't take any new clients. I haven't in three years. Um. Yeah, same, <laughs> same. But, you know, I think this has made me more flexible. I was so black and white in my thinking about that. And now it's like, why not? If I have the time in my schedule, I enjoy it. It's not, I think I, I just remember being so stressed over having a full caseload and dealing with every aspect of the business. And now, you know, I can, I can kind of, um, balance things a little bit better. And it's also making my musicianship better because I'm having to learn new repertoire on the piano. I'm having to really (laughs) get my chops back on the piano, which that's kind of suffered since I stopped, um, doing direct service. So that's kind of a, a perk and I'm practicing every day, which is hey. <laughs> kind of unheard of, at least for piano. So, um, yeah, it's, there are some silver linings of all of this. Yeah. Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I, we've covered a lot. Is there anything else that you want to chat about or mention before we wrap things up? I don't know. I feel like one of the most important things that I like to remind myself, (laughs) so maybe if I say it to you and anyone who's listening, but I feel like there is an immense amount of guilt that I feel 
every moment, every day, every decision, every, uh, you know, I feel guilty even like talking about this a little bit on the podcast, like talking about how we're running our business because I, I worry about how people will perceive the choices that we've made, right? And, and I feel like there's so much guilt <laughs> about literally everything. And and so I've been trying to take time every day. I've never worked out in my entire life. But finding that thing, I've been working out now for like 45 days. <laughs> Look at you. And I feel so much more centered. I feel so much better. I like started my day with a nice routine something that was for me to try to let go of that guilt, at least for that little bit of time. <laughs> so I just encourage anybody because I, I feel like that's my, um, I just live in this guilty feeling all the time. Guilty mom, guilty work, guilty business owner, guilty performer, guilty, you know, and, and I'm trying so hard to not, I'm trying to let that go. And I know that you, I'm sure feel that everybody that's listening that everyone, we all have those feelings. And so trying to find something to let it go a little bit, even if it's just for a small amount of time, um, has been necessary so I wondered if you if you had anything that you like are Ugh. using to try to help that because it's such a it's just such a battle I feel like I am right there with you. I'm the guilt is so strong and it's it's crippling at times. And like you, exercise and just moving my body has been has been the key to managing it and to just having that time in my day to just take my mind off of it and focus on just getting some exercise and get the blood pumping. So I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but one of my friends from high school runs a 30-day movement challenge where you have to do 30 minutes of exercise every day, and then you have to post a selfie and your workout stats. So like a screenshot of your workout from your phone um, on the daily post. And I've been doing this since January and it has been just like honestly a lifesaver because the, the accountability of it keeps me going. Um, and at this point, I, I've been doing a, a boot camp twice a week for about a year now. So twice a week I go to um, a gym. It's just a group of three girls and we have our trainer and we work out for an hour and it's um, a lot of um, circuits and high interval uh, or high intensity interval training. So I do that twice a week and then every other day I either walk in my neighborhood or on my treadmill. And so yeah, I have that one thing to do every day that just gets my mind off of things and is good for me. So I, yeah, I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you brought so that up. So many people have said the exercising thing, right? Like I've heard this for years and it's not me. And I was always like, yeah, nope. <laughs> it's not something that I'm going to do. I, when I decided to jump in, like, I feel like it truly was like life changing. And, and, and yeah. I didn't know that I would love it as much as I do. Just to and it's a I do um, I drink Beachbody specifically um, because they have those accountability groups and it like the videos made it made sense and I'd been kind of creeping and watching people do this for a while. So I jumped in and I do I love it. I love it. I feel yeah 
better. I feel like I have more energy. I, you know, things that I wasn't really, I'm like, you're working out. You're not going to have more energy. You're going to have less, <laughs> which I know people tell you that's not true. And it, it, but it, it really has helped a ton. Yeah. I mean, it sounds so cliche, like exercise, you know, mm-hmm. gives you endorphins and it'll <laughs> make you happier, but it really does. And it, it does. if anything else, if, or if nothing else, it, it takes your mind away from just that constant loop of guilt and fear and anxiety that we're all going through right now. Yeah. 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 Well, Jamie, let's, let's plan to talk again next month. I'm sure between now and then a lot will have evolved and hopefully, um, won't be worse or much worse than, than it is now. (laughs) We can only pray that that's the case, but it's always good to catch up with you. And, you know, if anybody listening wants to share what's going on, we always love to hear from you. So feel free to, you know, send us an email, let us know, find us on Instagram, let us know if any of this resonates with you because we are all going through tough times right now and it's it's going to be around for a while so anyway on that lovely note (laughs) (laughs) all right we'll wrap things up and we'll talk again soon all right thank you yeah thank you